Romans 14, beginning of verse 13. Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him who considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Yet if your brother is grieved because of your food, you are no longer walking in love. Do not destroy with your food the one for whom Christ died. Therefore do not let your good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for a man who eats with offense. It is, it is good neither to eat meat or nor drink wine, nor do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak. Do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin. We began looking at this chapter two weeks ago, and we find the same thoughts continuing on in the, in the last portion of, of this chapter and even going into the next chapter. But it begins by saying, therefore let us not judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. We, we come to a text that, that is dealing with what was taking place at the church at this particular time as far as whether or not to eat meat or to not eat meat, whether or not to drink this or to not drink that, whether to, to observe these particular days or to not observe these particular days. And Paul is looking at it and, and, and just saying, we're free. We're free. You can eat what you desire to eat or drink what you desire to drink, and you're not bound by the days anymore. That just Just this incredible knowledge of the gospel that the Lord gave to the Apostle Paul showing that the law in which had covered God's people, they had been freed from. And he talks about the strong brother and he talks about the weak brother and he talks about those gray areas in the Christian life where there's some that say we should not do this and there's others that say I'm free to do this. And he refers to the ones that say we should not do this as the weak brother and those that say I'm free to do this as the strong brother. But in looking at this, he, he says let's not judge one another anymore. Let's not judge one another anymore. He's calling these believers in Rome as well as us today to stop judging one another. This isn't saying that we're not to point out sin in, in other people's lives. When someone is just living in sin, God's called us to, to tell them you're in sin. There's the reason why there's church discipline. There's reason why there's rebukes. God calls us to do that. If someone's living in just habitual sin, we're to 
to minister to them. We who are stronger to be there to help pull them out of that, to hold them accountable, to encourage them. If we see someone who is strained from the faith, we're, we're called to look and say, you're, you say you're a believer, but the fruit that's in your life does not look like that at all. What is it that you believe? How is it that, that Christ is the Lord of your life? And to encourage them in the gospel, we're to do that. But there's other areas in which Christians are, are prone to judge one another as far as like, well, I can't believe that they do this, whether it be they dance or I can't believe that, you know, they watch that. I can't believe that they go to the movies. I can't believe. And there's things in which you can look at and, 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 and I th- I, the, the scope is incredibly large as far as the gray areas in the Christian life where um, Paul refers to them as whether you can eat this whether you observe this day. But he says, let's rather resolve this not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. He began this chapter talking about this. He talks about it in in other letters. He's going to continue through this whole chapter talking about this and enter into the next one as well. And I look at this and the primary thing that I, I get from this for Reverence Bible Church today is we, we need to love one another. The call that is here is just an incredible call to love one another, to look at, at each other who are in this room and recognize there are different people here. There's some people who are strong and there's some people who are weak. There's some people who, who look at, at, at their lives and say, well, I have freedom to do this. I have freedom to do this. And there's others that look and say, no, I would never do that. And to that person, it would be sin as we'll look and continue on to do such a thing. But Paul is saying, let's resolve this. Don't ever put a stumbling block in front of one of our brothers. Don't ever do anything that would cause our brother to fall. That's the biggest concern. I mean, you, you can be strong or you can be weak, but the, the heart of it, especially specifically to those that are strong, don't, don't ever put something in front of somebody that is going to cause them to fall. To, to not have that mentality of, well, I can do what I want to do. It was a blessing just to hear Jonathan King's prayer this morning where he talked about, he, he prayed and, and, and made reference to living in a time of self, living in a time of self-esteem, living in a time of, of it's about me. And we live in that time. We live in a time where, where well, I have the right to do that. What about my rights? I have the right to do that. And Paul here is saying, give up. Give up those rights. Don't be about yourself. Be far more concerned with, I don't, I don't want to do anything to cause my brother to stumble. I don't want to do anything to cause my brother to stumble. A mentality that looks and just says, I'm, I'm more concerned about those that are around us. Um, when Tasha and I first got married, somebody blessed us with um, a, a BMW that was brand new for two years, all expenses paid. It was like a two-year lease. It just was all covered. And, and um, we started the church at that exact same time. And 
And so Tasha, she drove it for like, I don't know, I think two weeks. But we kept saying to her, be like, oh, no, just so you know, like, <laughs> we, it, someone gave it to us, and we didn't have to pay for any of it. And it was just, just a gift. And, and, and I got to the point where I'm like, I don't want to say this every time for two years, <laughs> see somebody, because there's some people I'm not going to be able to tell, and they're going to be like, oh, nice to be a pastor, you know, just start a church, buy a new BMW, like, I should do that, you know, it seems like a good enterprise. Like, and, well, you know, we were struggling to just make it. They blessed us with a car, and I don't, people are free. You have, you, you have total freedom. Don't be convicted if you have a BMW, unless you should be. But you look and, and <laughs> just kidding, but you're free. You're free to have a car. You're free to drive a nice car. But for us, being in ministry, we were looking at it like, is it worth if one person got stumbled? Would it be worth it to have a free car if just one person got stumbled? And we talked with those that that blessed us with this, and we ended up giving it to somebody else and taking a used car and driving that for the two years and joyfully did it. And I say that only for this reason is... I think people are totally free to do that. But for us, we were just looking at it like, yeah, I don't, we don't need that. We, if it makes somebody stumble, we don't, we, we don't need it. We're, we're fine. We can drive whatever. Because we didn't ever want anybody to think that we, we do ministry for financial gain. We don't want anybody to ever question that at all. And giving up that freedom and just looking at it and saying, okay, we want to be far more concerned with, with our brother. But there comes a place in this where sometimes we can't be totally sensitive to everything. I mean, every, if we were, then all of us would probably be on some Amish plantation just we, we we would all be in a place of okay let's all have the exact same things let's all Trevor's looking very Amish right now right here in the front row it's like it's like messing me up I, I um I looked right at you I was like ready for you to go out to your wagon but you um <laughs> thank you got hot here all of a sudden, right? But you, you look and, 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 and you, 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 you see that the heart of it, though, is to be loving. The heart of it is to be sensitive. The heart of it is to be in a place of, I don't, I don't want to cause anybody to stumble. Paul says, I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself. But to him who considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Paul's saying, I know, I know from the Lord. He's revealed this to me. There's nothing that's unclean of itself. We look and, and we can find in, in other passages this being, being taught. In, in 1 Corinthians 8, 4, Therefore concerning the eating of things offered to idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is no other God but one. So we don't have to worry about that. He goes on and says, However, there is not in everyone that knowledge. 
For some, with consciousness of the idol, until now eat as a thing offered to an idol. Their conscience being weak is defiled. But food does not commend us to God. For neither if we eat are we the better, nor if we do not eat are we the worse. But beware lest somehow this liberty of yours becomes a stumbling block to those who are weak. For if, if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened to eat those things offered to idols? And because of your knowledge, shall the weaker brother perish for whom Christ died? But when you thus sin against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat again, lest I make my brother stumble. I I would rather never ever have meat ever again rather than cause somebody to stumble. His mindset is, I'm free to eat anything, but if it's going to make somebody stumble, I'll I'll, I'll never eat it again. Because it matters more to me God's people. It matters more to me to esteem others better than myself, not use my freedom because I have this freedom. I can do it. I know. I got the knowledge. I can do it. I'm free. But rather look and say, I don't. I love these people too much. I, I love my brothers and sisters who are around me that I would never want to do anything to cause them to stumble. He goes from there to say in verse 15, Yet if your brother is grieved because of your food, You're no longer walking in love. Do not destroy with your food the one for whom Christ died. The mentality of, if you're using your freedom and it causes somebody to stumble, you're no longer walking in love. You who have the mentality of like, well, I know more than they do and I'm free. I have my rights. I can do what I want to do. Paul's saying, you're You're no longer walking in love. Um, I I look at it as as that's the heart of this. Because we, we maybe aren't dealing with meat offered to idols today at Reverence Bible Church. But we are dealing with a lot of gray areas that are there. A heart that is sensitive and say, Christ died for my brother. Christ died for my sister. Christ didn't have to do that. He gave up everything. He left glory in, in heaven and humbled himself and became a man and became the least of all men and suffered and died a terrible death at the cross, taking the wrath of all of us upon himself. He did that for the sake of my brother. He died, he died for my brother. Am I not willing to give up meat for my brother? I mean, if Christ died for them, am I not willing to give up this freedom for them? If Christ loved them so much to die for them, how should we be towards them? And, and Paul is at a place, of, I, I would never eat it again, lest my brother stumble. So, do not destroy with your food the one for whom Christ died. Verse 16, therefore do not let your good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
The kingdom of God, being a Christian, is not about what you eat and what you drink. The kingdom of God, Paul's saying, it's about righteousness. It's about God taking us who are covered, we're covered with sins and trespasses, and taking us and saying, you who were covered with sin, Christ fulfilled all righteousness through the work of Christ upon the cross. His righteousness is being placed upon your account to where you're just clothed with robes of righteousness. You're covered with righteousness. You have a righteousness that's not your own. It's imputed unto you. It's a foreign, alien righteousness that's been placed upon you because you have no righteousness of your own. Your righteousness is is as filthy rags in God's sight. And so God's going to give you his righteousness to where you as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ here this morning are just, you're perfectly righteous. And so Paul's saying, It's not about eating and drinking. It's about the fact that you have been made righteous. It's about peace. It's about the fact that that you who were an enemy of God have been reconciled to God, and now you have peace with God. You're no longer under the wrath of God, but you have been made in a place of having peace with him. This is what the kingdom of God is about, that you have been made righteous, That you now have peace with God and that you now have the joy of the Holy Spirit. You have the joy that comes in in Christ who has died for you and has adopted you into his family and has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And he he holds you in his hand and the Father who is greater than all holds you in his hand. There's no one that can snatch you away and it's reserved and it's kept for you. It's an eternal inheritance and it will never fade away, and it's there, and it causes us to have joy that is inexpressible and full of glory. It's joy that comes from the Holy Spirit who has saved us. And Paul's saying, guys, it's not about the little things of what you eat and what you drink. It's about don't ever stumble anybody because the kingdom of God is about the fact that we here at our church have been made righteous by the blood of Christ. We have, have, we have peace with God. It's just radical. We who were enemies and deserving eternal damnation have, have now have peace with God. And, and not only that, but we have the joy of the Lord. That is what the kingdom of God is about. It's about the cross. It's about what Christ has accomplished for us. And so walk in love. We see Paul say things like, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, Romans 5.1. In verse 18, it says, for he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. He who serves God in these things, he who has righteousness, he who has peace with God, he who has the joy of the Holy Spirit who is residing within you. It's acceptable to God. I look at this and it's just, these thoughts should just be praiseworthy within our hearts. You've been made acceptable to God. Acceptable. You get to, to, to be in his family. You get to spend eternity with him. You've been made acceptable to God. We who didn't deserve any of it because we've been given his foreign righteousness placed upon our account Person is acceptable to God, but also approved by men. Doing the right thing. We know that the world will hate us, and we're not to be surprised. But we also will see the world seeing something different 
in us. I coach with somebody who, I've shared this before, but he's not a believer, and he has frequently said, can I just tell you who my favorite people are? And then he just goes through and starts listing his favorite people. And uh, I remember one of them, just, he, he kept listing people, and I, I, I said, you know, all of those people are Christians. Every one of them is a Christian. And just ministering to the, go- the gospel to him to see there is a difference in these people because Christ in them. It's Christ that has done that. There is a difference in believers. Verse 19, therefore let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. Let's pursue those things. Pursue the things which make for peace and pursue the things which one may edify another. So not only don't ever stumble somebody, but love them. Also, we as a church are to desire to edify one another, which means to build each other up, to think that way. How might I build up my brother? How might I build up my sister? As we look at, at, at this particular section of Scripture and as we look at God's Word as a whole, you will find this over and over again. You, you don't come to Reverence Bible Church because you, you just, you know, I'm going to go there because they have pews. I like pews, you know, and, and I'm going to go there. People are friendly. I'm, I'm going to go. I like the way the worship is. I'm going to go because, you know, this pastor didn't preach as long as Pastor Don did last week, so that's good. Just kidding, Pastor Don, but I, I did get hurt word of the length, but nobody seemed sad about it at all. Um, but you look in, <laughs> usually people don't say that. Usually they're like, man, that guy talks forever. But you look in, it, meaning me, but you look in, in people, you, you don't come to the church for those reasons. You come because you're here to study God's word, to grow in him, to worship together. Not only that, but to look and see that we belong to one another. We belong to one another. There, there is something very special about the local church. Something very special about God's people coming together here as a part of the local church. Something very special about being members one to another. Something very special about looking at our church and saying, how can I build these other people up? We need to be built up. We need to be encouraged. We need to have your gifts being used to encourage us so that each one of us can grow in our Christian faith and be built up. We need people that are able to go and say, can I share with you what God's done in my life? We need people that are able to show us the greatness of God, magnify him, make him bigger to us so that we're able to be encouraged. We need someone like, like the series that we're going through on, on Wednesday night on the providence of God to teach us and to go through it and to show us in the book of Esther how these things are so that we can be built up and so we can be encouraged so that we can go and, and when someone has a small view of God to be able to go and say, no, he's not like that. He's like this and this is why he is like this and to encourage them in their faith so that they're not still drinking meat when they or milk when they should be having meat. When they, they're, they're able to consume more. They know more. They know God's word and they're excited about the things of God and there's clarity in the gospel and they have the message to go and proclaim to the uttermost parts of the world. We need people who are hurting to be encouraged and to be comforted and to be built up. 
We need to be caring for one another in such a way that we're holding each other accountable, loving each other, ministering to each other. Here in this section, we see edify one another, build each other up. Ephesians 4, 11 says, for he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. We belong to one another for the edifying of the body of Christ, to build each other up. Verse 20, do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for the man who eats with offense. Don't Destroy the works of God for the sake of food. Don't use your freedom and say, I don't care what they think. Be far more loving than that to one another to where it's, how do I just build them up? How do I encourage them? Verse 21, it is good neither to eat meat nor drink wine nor do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak. Not stumbling them. We, we were in Kauai before. Don't think we do this all the time, but there was another time that we were there. And we were in this place in the middle of nowhere. And Tasha was pregnant with Natalie. And as a result, she could hardly eat any place or anything because every place smelled bad. So we'd go into a restaurant. I can't eat here. Going to another one. No, no, I can't eat her. We, we got to like restaurant number seven, and I'm like starving, and we, she couldn't eat at any of them. And finally, she's like, I think I can eat her. Like, Praise God, I'm so hungry. You know, and, and so we went in. And, and they put us at a table, and Jonathan was being a little noisy. I said, could you put us at the table like way back there? And they said, yeah, you know, I just said, I don't want our God to just disrupt all these people's meal. Yeah, you can go back there. So they gave us a new server way in the back. This young lady came up to us, and, and she looks at my shirt. I had a Reverence Bible Church shirt on, and she goes, what's, what's that on your shirt? And I said, oh, it's for our church, Reverence Bible Church. Oh, she goes, I know that church. I said, no, you don't. <laughs> and she goes, no, I do. And I said, no, 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 you don't. Like, it's like, we're like this little church in Mission Viejo. Yeah, I know that church. And before that, I was thinking, like, maybe I'll get a drink. I mean, like, if there's, if there's ever a place where I could ever get, like, you know, some, like, Hawaiian special drink, it would be, like, in this little tiny village, you know, in this little tiny restaurant way in the back. Like, if there's ever a time where I could just use my freedom, it's like right now. This is the only time I could do that, you know? And she's, that's what I was thinking. And then at the last minute, I'm like, I was going to iced tea like I always get. Um, and so I'm there, and she's like, no, I know that shirt. I'm, I know that, I know Reverend's Bible Church. And I'm like, All right. okay, that's fine. If you think you do, you know. It, it. <laughs> and then I start getting these texts from, like, Oscar and Chris. Like, hey, I heard you met our friend. And I'm like, like she's, like, for real. Like, she really knows these people. And she had just said, like, people have been inviting me there, and I, I never win. And now I've moved to Kauai, and, and then she just came back just in tears. Like, I'm just, I don't have any Christians around me. Like, can you just pray for me here? I'm living here, and it is so hard. And, and Tosh and I said, can we, we will. We'll pray for you, but we could do better. We're here for, like, a week. You want to just hang out with us? 
And we just hung out with her for like the full week. I mean, just such sweet time. And on this last trip, we, we, we spent time with her again. And, and just the blessing that was there. And if you send us again, we'll do that again with her. No, I was kidding. But like, <laughs> it was just so sweet to be able to see the way that that, that happened. And, and on this last trip, we just talked about the providence of God. Like the way he took us to seven different restaurants because she couldn't eat anything. And then we went to yours and then we got moved to the back and then we got seated at your table. And, and I happened to wear that shirt and I happened to not be drunk. And I, I happened to like, <laughs> just kidding. But like all of these things worked out so well just because God wanted us to minister to her. And so I like an You see here where, where that is the way we're thinking. It is good neither to eat meat or drink wine or do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak. Verse 22, do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he does not eat meat from faith. For whatever, for whatever is not from faith is sin. See, we, we'd be causing our brother to sin. Um, we may have freedom to do certain things, but if our brother's conscience is weak and it's going to lead them to sin, oh, God help us to love each other so much that we would never want that to happen. This chapter is about the way that we are to be towards one another. Do you get the idea that God cares about how we are towards one another? He goes through these things over and over again because it is so important that we love each other and we're here to build each other up in the faith. We have freedom in Christ. We have freedom in Christ. May we grow and be strong and not have weak consciences in these areas. We have freedom in Christ, but God help us to not use our freedom to ever cause our brother to sin to have such a sensitive nature that we think that way. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you for this text. We thank you for the call to build each other up and to edify each other and to love each other. Lord, may you, may you work that in our hearts. Give us a sensitivity to, to use our freedom in a way that glorifies you. May we love the gospel. May we love what you have accomplished for us, freeing us from all of our sin, freeing us from the law, freeing us from these things to where we get to serve you and obey you and love you, knowing that you have paid the price for all of our sin and given us your righteousness. May that cause incredible joy that we have in the Holy Spirit, for that is what the kingdom of God is about. And we love, we love your kingdom and we love your people. Hope that love to grow more and more, we pray in Jesus' name, amen.